0: From the Faculty of Graduate Studies at York University, this is Grad Life. I'm Will Sloan. A famous playwright once wrote, All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. Please forgive me for launching this episode with the most tired and cliche theatrical quote of all time, because I think it may be relevant. Allison Wong is an incoming York MFA student in the Department of Theatre, and is currently working as producer of the SummerWorks Exchange series. Toronto Theatre Buffs will know SummerWorks as the innovative annual summertime festival dedicated to launching new and experimental performance work. The SummerWorks Exchange is a series of events that seeks to expand the potential for dialogue and collaboration in the arts community. What does that mean? Well, art doesn't exist in a vacuum, and theatre is not limited to an auditorium. This year's Summer Works Exchange events include a site-specific conversation with Elder Duke Redbird on the waterfront and a sightseeing bus tour along Queen Street. You're coming to York uh, as an MFA student. Just to ask you a little bit about your history, how long have you been interested in theater and what, what is it about theater? What got you interested in it?
1: Interestingly, my background actually began in music and I was always very musical growing up and, you know, trained as a musician. I was very involved later on in high school in music programs and extracurricular music activities. And then I went on to university. I did my undergraduate studies in voice performance at the University of Western Ontario. I think it's called Western University now. And from there, in my last year, I remember shifting my interest from a place of looking at this Western art music performance practice. And I became really interested in the practice of storytelling and what power storytelling has. And I realized that what really drew me to music as a child was was this abstract ability that, that music had to connect and tell stories beyond language. So I sort of went into it. I find You know, I think a lot of people who are interested in theater are really captivated by the power of language. And I sort of came about it, I think, from the other direction. Like I started from this really abstract place and wanting to communicate in this abstract space. And then finding power in that, in specificity and in storytelling and language that that comes from text, but also doesn't. It also comes from the language of the body and the language of of energy that you convey in, in space together. So live performance was what became really interesting to me. And so I started directing opera because that was just the, the platform that I was in and, and I was given. And I think I assistant directed the graduate production in my last year of my undergrad. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then from there, I, I did a, a few fellowships with the Canadian Operatic Arts Academy that also ran out of London, Ontario. I did that for two years, and opportunities started arising for me to assistant direct an opera. And where I think I really found my kind of aha moment in developing as an artist was a couple years out of my undergrad, I was freelance assistant directing, but it was taking me sort of all over the place. And I'm originally from, from Scarborough, and my work was taking me... To really exciting places, you know, Baltimore, Italy, the Netherlands. But I wasn't really finding much work in opera back home in Toronto. And Toronto was sort of just sort of home based. And I was like, I really want to, I really want work at home on a consistent basis. It's like the plight of every artist. I really want consistent work making art at home, which is like a tall order, I think. (laughs) Um, but I found, I found a home at this company called Be Current and Be Current was founded by Audrey Zina-Mandiella. She's a theater artist and a dub poet and an amazing mentor of mine and a director. And she founded this company called Be Current and she is an incredible dub poet and theater artist and director and an incredible mentor of mine over the years. And she founded this company to develop and support and platform and produce new works by artists of color. So new theater by artists of color. And at the time they were developing a show called Obia Opera, which recently was in Luminato. And it was the first time that I really understood that the practice of making art is a living, breathing thing and, and was an entirely different beast than a pure, a, a, not purely, but a intentionally kind of academic historical study that I was embedded in for, for four years in a really sort of conservatory setting, mm-hmm. studying, you know, opera and, and Western art music. Um, Obia Opera was, you know, an a cappella, all female cast Caribbean opera that had, you know, sonic inspiration coming from gospel and RB, even and Caribbean Calypso, and like all of these different elements that were creating this thing called opera. And it was totally different from what you know, I was told for four years, opera was, but it was still accurate. Like it still felt at the core, very right to call it that. And I was like, oh, I get it. You know, like this is, this is making art now. And, you know, I was sold. I I ended up working with the company, developing new work for seven years. And I ended up taking over the company when, when Audrey retired. I was artistic producer for for five years along with Jujube Mendiela, who was artistic director, and we led the company for five years. And and then we decided that it was time for our next chapter. So now the company is being led by an incredible woman uh, named Catherine Hernandez, and it's having its next phase in Be Current's history and timeline. So, yeah, that's sort of where things launched. And and over that time at Be Current, I was really you know, whether I knew it at the time or not, I was really nurturing this identity as a storyteller and and solidifying, you know, my my desire to to be a director and, and to be able to lead in, in the way that mentors that I've met along the way have led and and not just led but also make way, make way for other artists that have stories to tell, especially artists of color who don't get the same opportunities and, and the same kind of platforms that's where my my purpose is sort of driven to now.
0: What brings you to York? York
1: has an incredible program and I'm very happy to, to have been accepted to have some space for two years to really dig into some of the some of the ideas that I've been simmering mm-hmm. over the last phase of my career or, you know, the past seven to ten years. I've been growing as an artist and And as a director, and I was really coming to a point where I felt like I needed some space to not be focused about producing work and thinking about a market for my work. (laughs) Um, But I really just needed time to, to think about what are the stories that are really important right now and what are going to be the stories that are really important in the next 10, 20 years. That's what I want to be thinking about and, and who are the collaborators that I can work with. You know, York has an incredible theater program and arts performance program. You know, dance and music and, and media arts are all very strong and I'm very interested in the people that are that are there now and that will be coming through at the same time with me and, and what we get up to together.
0: Could you describe what the Summer Works Exchange series is?
1: sure absolutely the summerworks exchange is a series of industry events and professional development activities that are embedded within the summerworks performance festival so for 4 days within the summerworks performance festival we have a gathering of artists curators presenters performance makers And over these four days, we participate in conversations, we have social gatherings, we have workshops, and all of this is centered around um, cultivating a community within the arts and looking at issues that are relevant and current, things that we're, we're really thinking about and need to start thinking about, and then finding ways to actually uh, have constructive conversations and finding ways to actually take action.
0: What are some of the issues that you address?
1: So this year, the focus is on the idea of making space and that concept for artists and art makers as it relates to accessibility as it relates to sustainability in our practice, in our various disciplines, and as it relates to our relationship with the land, especially through an Indigenous lens, and also through site-specific performance. The first thing that we do in the exchange this year, is we're having a conversation with Elder Duke Redbird at Trillium Park, which is right by the waterfront at Ontario Place, and he set up an Indigenous Learning Centre with some of our partners, museum, and the Toronto Biennial of Art, called Wigwam Chichimung, and it's an Indigenous Learning Centre where throughout the summer people can participate in various activities. Our event with Elder Duke Redbird is going to begin with a community meal where we break bread together, and we meet, converge on this beautiful environment that we're so lucky to have access to. And then we start a conversation with Elder Duke, and he's very aptly helped us frame the event, and and we're calling it From Reservations to Revelations. And he's really full of so much knowledge that is connected to and inspired by the land and our responsibility as caretakers of the land and learning from the Indigenous traditions and values of taking care of the land. So we're really hoping that we can start discussion and percolate some thought around how we can be more intentional with that in our artistic practices as well. And hopefully that the ideas and the feelings that are brought up and that event will percolate throughout the rest of the series in the SummerWorks Exchange.
0: This is obviously a very kind of interactive forum. Why is a structure like that important? What are the sorts of things that a series like this can facilitate that might not be facilitated in, through other means, and why is that important?
1: In a festival setting that is often so much focused on performance and production where the artists are really working very hard. And, you know, they do feel like there's a lot of, you know, whenever you create performance, there, there's pressure, there's pressure to have something like a final product that you can share with an audience that you're proud of and excited about. And that can be a very predominant feeling when you're a performance maker. So having an industry series within the festival, gives space for conversation about the art, about the process of making the art. It gives space for us to ask questions of each other that we're not necessarily comfortable or allowing when we're focused on giving a performance. So it just gives us a chance to just breathe and also meet each other on a very person-to-person level there are presenters that are obviously coming to the festival to see shows and potentially book shows for their own markets wherever they're from. So we have we have presenters coming from across the country, Vancouver, Montreal, Calgary, the Maritimes. We also have international presenters coming from the UK and Germany and Ireland and Italy. So It's very exciting. It's a very exciting time for us to be able to share the work that these moments where we actually just get to have conversations about the work and and find out more about the different kind of ideas and and things that are uh, exciting in different parts of the world. That's a really great opportunity And, and it allows for us to connect and kind of grow together as a community.
0: This podcast is coming out on Monday when the Moving Publix event is taking place. Could you talk a little bit about what that is?
1: Absolutely. York University has been working with SummerWorks to co present this event that is happening on a moving bus. Actually, it's going to be a double decker city sightseeing bus. So I don't know if you've come downtown at all and seen the big red buses that. Uh, take the tourists throughout the city and and hit different landmarks. So we're working with that company and they are taking us on a tour along Queen Street West. We'll probably go as far west as Lansdowne and as far east as Bathurst, which is sort of the outer parameters of our festival footprint. And on this bus, we're going to be co-creating with our participants a moving installation that talks about the choreographies of public protests and the politics around mobility and accessibility and performance. So we have a very exciting group of co-facilitators that are going to be leading these conversations. And there is a series of readings that you can check out online. If you visit summerworks.ca and you go into SummerWorks Works Exchange Day 2, you'll see the event moving publics. And if you click on that link, it will take you to some of the background reading that we are looking at as preparation for these conversations that we're gonna be having. And on the bus, all the participants are gonna be asked to share their thoughts on sticky notes that we're going to stick onto the windows of the bus. So that as we're driving along Queen Street on our bus, people can also see from the street that there is activity happening on the bus and the and conversation, hopefully a very robust one, is happening. We're traveling along Queen West because this area that, that we're in, the festival, we're quite cognizant and I think York also, our partners, have contributed so much insight into the ideas of performance in urban settings and and how that relates to choreographies of protest and performance in mobility and accessibility we're looking at this landscape this backdrop of queen street west and the various neighborhoods that we're going to pass through and how that landscape has changed over the years in terms of socioeconomic status and the physical infrastructure of the city and the diversity of the population and the politics around development and all of those things factor into these ideas that we're going to explore on the bus. So it's going to be a very fun adventure, but also a very important conversation that I think will impact a lot of the creators that are a part of the festival this year who are looking at site-specific performance and and immersive performance, which involves a lot of times public spaces.
0: It's very interesting because I'm sure a lot of people who aren't theater professionals probably really think of theater as something that just takes place beneath the proscenium, you know? Uh,
1: Exactly. And for summer works, most of our performances don't fall within that framework, or it doesn't fit into that box. So it's very exciting for us to be able to take our conversation about that kind of work outside of the theater as well.
0: For more information on the Faculty of Graduate Studies, go to gradstudies.yorku.ca. Thanks for listening.